Barney's doesn't guarantee success. Vogue doesn't guarantee success. What guarantees success is if you actually find an audience that actually loves your product. We've been very slow to change in terms of how technology has impacted our lives. A new social network can pop up overnight and completely change our business model. Hello and welcome to the Glossy Podcast, our weekly show where we discuss fashion, luxury, and technology with the people making change happen. I'm your host and Glossy senior reporter, Hilary Milnes, and this week we're running a special series in honor of New York Fashion Week. With me today is the designer, Alice McCall. We're actually here in your New York studio. So thanks for, for having me, Alice. Hello, thanks. <laughs> Super exciting to be here and um, yeah, nice to meet you. Right, so we're a few days ahead of your New York fashion show. Correct. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about how you're an Australian brand, how you That's made exactly it right. how you made it to New York. So okay, so the brand's sixteen years old now. Um, and definitely one of the focuses for myself and the brand is is international growth presently. Um, and New York seemed like a perfect um, opportunity to showcase the current collection, mm-hmm. uh, fall two thousand and eighteen. Mm-hmm. So um you know, there's definitely a lot of brand awareness growing at the moment here, particularly in America, um, And but there's a lot of potential. So, and at the end of the day, really the brand's all about the product. Um, so it's a great opportunity to showcase the new, the latest product down the runway. Mm-hmm. And so why now? Why now for the brand? Because you've been around for a while. The brand's 16 years old, but I think that with that becomes the brand stronger than ever. I've definitely had... Um, a mindful decision to to elevate the brand to make it a bit more premium but that's without alienating the core customer so that's a tweak it, uh, and I think what that does is it definitely puts me into that trajectory where it's it, it elevates the brand the, the product becomes more um, I guess it makes sense for it to be down the runway mm-hmm. and myself I've had the brand 16 years uh, previous to that I was a stylist for 10 years so as, as a creative I guess vision vision visionary <laughs> that I really like to design for the runway because I can actually see how I'm going to style everything so this season I've designed the shoes the bags um, and we will also be going to pre-sale immediately from the runway which is super exciting um, and I just I mean I I love America. I love New York. I think there's a there's a positivity around Australian brands here. I feel supported. So yeah, really excited to be showing. Yeah, and so in terms of the collection that people will actually be seeing on the runway, can you tell us a little bit more about how you decided what goes on the runway? What what is more for consumers? Like, how did you identify that that American customer and like just the audience that you had in mind when you were designing as well as designing the show? So, I mean, I always come back to what what is the DNA of the brand, which is about embodying a, a strength, a diversity, a beauty within women. Um, I don't follow trends when I design, so there's a look, and as a result of that, I think quite often people can recognise an Alice McCall garment. I'm really attracted to colour and technique, um, and what I design is really transseasonal. It's quite occasional. It's you know we, we're really known for the party dresses, the party play suits, um, girls to have a go out and have a good time in our pieces. So that kind of mantra stays with me. Um, the DNA of the brand is myself as creative director and, and head designer, but then there's a really, there's a real collaborative process. Um, 
I'm working with a wonderful stylist this season, Anna Trevalin, who I found through social media, who's doing a lot of Harper's Bazaar US covers, and but she, I think I was attracted to her because of her sense of colour as well, and I just knew, I knew, knew that she would get the brand. So that's a, the, what gets shown down the runway is a collaborative decision. We'll do 38 exits, 38 looks in a collection that's 160 pieces, so what isn't seen will obviously be uploaded onto our website. Um, yeah, so full collection, so selling now, dropping in three months. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and very excited. Yeah, so putting on a show like at New York, Fashion, New York Fashion Week, how are you thinking about, like, what's the next call to action? You mentioned there's a pre-sale immediately. So how important is it, is it to capitalize the on the whole thing is, 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 is strategy is important. Right. And planning is important. Um, so, I mean, pre-ordering is an interesting um, concept because it allows you to, I guess, do market research to understand what the customer gravitates to. Mm -hmm. Because generally, the, what they're pre-ordering is what's going to sell. So, um, and hopefully that's fairly balanced through the collection, which it generally is because we've gone through a whole editing process to get to 160 units, styles, um, 160 styles. So, but pre-ordering, I guess, you, you, you want to be mindful of it because it, you're creating the hype, um, but that at the same time, you don't want that to dilute before the product drops. Mm -hmm. I think it definitely makes sense to do pre-ordering when you're doing runway because the women look so divine, you know, with their beautiful hair and makeup, you know, some of the top models in the world are wearing the clothes. It's, it's a very exciting spectacle. So in order, it's nice that the customer can, can buy that product straight away. Um, Pre-ordering is not necessarily something we do every season. It's more aligned when we do a show. Mm -hmm. And obviously right now we're in a place where a lot of designers are reconsidering their role at New York Fashion Week, yeah, wondering yeah. whether or not they need a runway show. Yeah. Did that, did that like, come to your mind whenever you were planning the show? And, and why did you did land on it's still a, a useful tactic? I felt very strongly I wanted to do a show because for me it's not so much about the excitement or, or the main thing to talk about here is the product. And there's no better way to showcase the product than doing a runway show, I feel. Um, that's what I feel for, for our brand. Um, I really, really enjoy the process of runway. And I love the whole creative process, which is choosing the great music to go with it, designing your set, um, uh, hair and makeup brief, accessories, as I was saying, which we've, I've designed this season, um, aligned with the whole collection. So you're creating the look. Um, which um, which is help selling the product mm -hmm. um, as well as the dream and the brand vision. Uh, but definitely for me, I mean, I know there's a lot of different ideas of going, what people are doing at the moment, whether it's, you know, on schedule or off schedule, different times, different, um, you know, sort of events and so on. But for me, I was really focused from, from a few months ago about doing the runway. Right. And do you think that this idea that the whole premise of the runway show is almost not ruined but just taken away from because there's the customers looking at the runway then it's months before the items actually go on sale do you think that brands are most over hyping the amount that customers are thinking about this i think it's more competitive than ever out there um in in you know apparel high-end mid-high-end apparel space also you know high street it's it's a really competitive 
marketplace and there's a lot of exposure but I think with that space um, it will allow the brands that do have a unique identity to flourish and to and to have longevity um, definitely for me our brand's stronger than ever mm-hmm. um, because I have a clear business strategy as well as a clear creative vision mm-hmm. and what's most Im- how do you connect with the customer what, what are the most important ways that you're doing that so I mean social media is definitely really a, a great it's an interesting space it's wonderful I mean Instagram I think is great because it allows you to do market research as well you know it, it's a um, you're communicating with your customer they're seeing what they they like um, but it's campaigns are important um, but at the end of the day, for me, it really is, it's all about the product staying. And, and with, with that, it's not just about design, it's about quality, it's about fit, it's about price point. So my strategy here is a well-rounded strategy to ensure that I've got a commercially viable brand that's um, strategically um, retailed at the right price so women can buy it and they can invest in it and they know that what they're investing in will have longevity and will be unique. Um, so for me, the focus, I keep on coming back to the idea of the product, but first and foremost, it's focusing on the product and then the social media and um, to, to support selling the brand vision. Mm-hmm. And so as you're, you mentioned market research a yeah. lot, Is yeah. are you looking at customer data in order to make those decisions and figure out the right brand positioning? It's interesting because my father was a market researcher, so I think that's why, but it, I just think it is, the customer's so savvy and the marketplace is competitive. So I think that's only going to put you in a place where you're more informed. Um, so, and it, you know, and it, it's at, it doesn't come at an extensive cost, which market research would have done right. 20 years ago, um, 15 years ago. Uh, so it's wonderful. And we have, a, we have a great team. I mean, I have 100 employees with our 12 bricks and mortar stores in Australia, sort of about 50 or so retail staff and 50 or so in head office. We have a really strong team um, full of experienced people, great support, a really good culture. Um, And yeah, so we have, you know, we have a few people invested in just really running our Instagram and social media channels and marketing and marketing managers and, and that's great because it, it keeps us, I guess, current. And, you know, it's a, a full-time kind of focus. Right. And that's a that's a pretty big team for a, for a designer brand. We hear from, well, we're 16 years yeah. old now. So, yeah, and we are, you know, we're, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, know. I want to grow even right. more. I mean, I'm really focused on, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in the retail space in America. I'm interested in both Los Angeles and, and New York. For, mm-hmm. So so watch this space. I'll keep, right. keep you connected on that. Right. And how do you balance direct sales, either in the retail stores in Australia or online, with the retail partners? Like, where do you put your priorities? Communication's key, mm-hmm. um, which we, you know, is a day-to-day communicating with our key wholesale accounts, be it Netta Porter, who are wonderfully invested with, in the brand now and, and, and selling really well. Um, Mode operandi, um, again, you know these wonderful sort of higher end, um, I guess, uh, e-commerce sites are really in line with my vision of slightly elevating the brand, and they've really come on board. Um, so these these partners are tremendously important, um, and we also, I mean, particularly with Netaporta, we do exclusives, mm. which um, e- that works really well. Um, 
so yeah it's it's really important to mm. to you know work with these uh, uh, the customers and all those stockers right yeah, <laughs> yeah. and as you, after the fashion show what, what do you think is like the immediate lift today for for a brand because obviously if you're going to invest the money and the time and the energy into the runway show you want to make sure you're getting the most out of yeah. it how do you make sure you do that um, I just think that is the strategy and being super organized we've traveled here with 10 people from head office in Australia um, we you know we're experienced in doing runway shows now um, we've, you know, I, I talked to you about going on, um, going into pre-sale straight off the runway. Um, that's a considered strategy that will that will be um, bring more exposure to the product, um, and you know, obviously, more exposure to our e-commerce site, our website. So that's not just about the customer do, on pre-ordering on those garments. They're then going to obviously look at what's available now um, on that site. Um, so definitely the exposure that comes through doing this runway show, I think, um, is is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And commercially, it, it, it you know definitely does, you know, turn into sales. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the noise everyone talks about around yeah. New York Fashion Week? It, it's it's it definitely a competitive time. You mentioned having a unique point of view and a unique and voice to stand And I make sure out. I focus on that. Uh-huh. Like I'm not really looking at what other people are doing too much, to be honest. I'm really I keep my head down. I I I have a I'm very passionate about what I do. I am a creative, and it, it's my creative outlet and um, an extension of myself, my designs. So I, I, I'm not really a sponge as to what else is going on in the industry. I, you know, I find it interesting, but it doesn't affect me or sway me. But I'm super happy to be showing here. I feel there's a real support here, and I, I love the the attitude here in New York. That positivity, mm-hmm. um, and I feel it is positive, particularly with our brand at the moment, because. Our brand's, you know, it's vivacious, it's happy, it's about, you know, empowering diversity, women, having a good time. And I think, um, I think you know, it's a bit of breath of fresh air, I think. Mm-hmm. And do you think that designers are held to a higher standard today to offer something different to the market and have, a, a, like, a very unique positioning? Because if you're not, why yeah. are you even there? Well, I think the idea that the high street can offer you far fashion very quickly trends that are you know the the uh, the the looks the trends that have straight off the runway into the whatever those high street domains are very quickly it is it is really important to to offer something unique and I've with my brand I've definitely been in the position where we've been copied um and you know they do say that um imitation is the highest form of flattery and I think for me um that that has actually only in a way grown brand awareness but what i feel like there's a definite loyalty to the brand where people won't buy buy the copies they'll buy the real thing because that's aligned with my price point strategy as well it's at a price that you don't need to think twice in investing in an alice mccall piece um but i um yeah i mean i just think competitive industry but we have a, de- a definite, um, I guess, a, a unique standpoint with, with our aesthetic and mm-hmm. design. Mm-hmm. And, and how did coming to the runway in New York, did that affect your design process at all? Did you design with a different customer in mind? Uh, because just, I think I just spiced it up yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I was saying to you, but definitely, we actually we committed fairly late, but I'm quite light that I think it was over Christmas time. I was like, no, we have to do New York Fashion Week. We have to do New York Fashion Week. And I called my CEO. Um, 
so it was around that time but the minute I'd made that decision which did come from me the focus was runway so I definitely wanted to do and I, I kind of align what you put down the runway to I guess what you're going to showcase in the editorial or these celebrities will gravitate to mm-hmm. um, um, so which is good because it creates the, the, it, the collection becomes a little bit more exciting right yeah. <laughs> and would you say that uh, you're coming at it with a fresh perspective because you're you're new to the event uh, rather than someone who's been showing every year since the brand's been founded it feels that a bit I must say it does feel that I feel like even though the brand's 16 years old this the fact that we're on schedule New York Fashion Week it's exciting and I wouldn't I'm not complacent about it um, it's it's a very important it's an honor um, and you know we want to give give you guys something really amazing mm-hmm. um, down the runway just a, 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 you know it's um, a show <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you think there are any perks to to waiting until right now to, to show on the runway at New York there's no time like the present so I don't know and it, you know I, I really mean that but but I do really believe that I will um, invest in focusing on doing continued shows in New York Fashion Week because strategically that you know that will bring more and more awareness and I, I take this very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it. I think in Australia, and I was mentioning to you, but you know something like 27 million people. We have 12 bricks and mortar stores here in America. You're 650 million more or less. The opportunity here is vast, mm-hmm. um, and I'm focusing on that opportunity now. Right, and it's so coming to it almost before this year premiere this season, almost looking at what's been happening as an observer coming from Australia. Would you say that this the seeming hand wringing over what's happening to the New York Fashion Week schedule is a little bit overblown? Like, is this identity crisis everyone's talking about actually real? Is it felt by you? I mean, like, people like something to talk about, and then people, I, you know, I guess gravitate to sensationalism. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, I, my mantra is, is it's about the product. Mm-hmm. It's about strong aesthetic, strong design, quality, unique standpoint. And I just, I, that's what I focus on. So I don't need any, you know, bells and whistles or tricks in order to sell my clothes. I just like beautiful women wearing the product, whether it's the, the, the models down the runway or the customers that buy it who are... I'm, is my real focus and that focus is a diverse woman and diversity in you know religious in um in background in age we get a lot of mothers and daughters shopping with us Mm -hmm. um so i think the idea that the brand embodies that diversity which is a a kind of a current standpoint and people are talking about that for me that's not a trend it's just something that i've always been interested in um, so it feels like it's a good time for our brand at the moment. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, well, we're almost out of time, I'll, and I want to let you go, but what are you most excited about for, for Saturday's show? Just all coming together. I mean, you know that Andy Warhol talks about the 15 minutes, of well, it, and that's about the length of a show as well, 12, right. 15 minutes. It's just it's such a great moment with the music and the girls and the hair and the makeup, and um, I'm just, um, yeah, really super excited to be showing here in New York Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. 
Great. Well, thank you so much, Alice. Thanks, Hilary. All right. And thank you for listening. Our New York Fashion Week podcast series will be running in a special daily newsletter. So to get our coverage directly in your inbox, be sure to subscribe on glossy.co. And we'll be back tomorrow with another episode. A special thanks to Aditi Songol, the producer of this podcast. And as always, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher and leave us any feedback you have. 